This is Tracy. And this is Kurt. And this is the MFG cast. everybody another edition of the mfg cast whoopity-doo thanks for joining us that's right this episode we're gonna have a little mini review because we're reviewing kind of a mini game yes but just because it's a mini game doesn't mean it doesn't pack a punch that's funny that's exactly what i was gonna say that's because we've been married too long too long okay not too long but we've been married a long (laughs) time let's call it <laughs> We're breaking up over uh, over this podcast. Over the podcast. Oh, sadness. Anyway, today we're talking about a game that was um, given to us for review by Cosmo Thames and Cosmos. Yep, Gosh, you always have troubles. I know because I wanted to have it alphabetical by Thames and Cosmos called Brainwaves. And there's several different versions. The one we're going to review is called The Astute Goose. The Astute Goose. I always want to say it while drinking tea with my pinky <laughs> up. The Astute Goose. You know what I always think of is I think of Liar Liar when he's being all crazy and he makes crumples up that piece of paper and goes, A goose! Like yeah. that. I don't know why. <laughs> I've never thought of that. Yeah. So, um, so th- now that you've all left us. Yes, exactly. Sorry. Good- goodbye, everyone. Uh, this is a game that is a series of Brainwaves games that helps with people working their memory. And I thought it was kind of cool that this kind of, it was like happenstance that the good people at Thames and Cosmos were like, would you like to, you know, review a copy of this? Or, or they give a, a, like a list of games and they're like, well, is, is there something that you'd like to, you know, review? And I saw this and I was like, gosh. This sounds like a great thing, especially for me, because personally, if if you haven't listened to this podcast enough, sometimes I struggle with memory things. Like, I feel like my short-term memory is just very not good at all. And I also feel like sometimes my long-term memory <laughs> is kind of waning, and it's not to a point where I'm, like, super concerned about it, but I am actually concerned about it, about myself. So when the chance arose for us to be able to review this game, I was like, gosh, this is, this would be a good, almost kind of science experiment on myself, actually. And the nice part about this game is that it plays as a solo yeah. game also. So if Logan or I or whomever don't want to play the game with Kurt, um, he can play it by himself, which he has. And so otherwise it can play up to five players. Yep. So that is a cool option for this game also. Yeah. And it's and it's fairly easy. It's eight, ages 8 and up, 15 minutes gameplay. So Kurt told you all those facts about the game. I would say the most important part is the designer, and the designer of this game is Reiner Knizia. So how do you play the Astute Goose? Basically, you look at the cards of these characters in a lineup. 
They kind of look like they're standing along a basic background. And there's nothing important about the characters at all except for what they're wearing and what they're holding. So all of the guys in this game, and I say guys because they're all guys, Mm -hmm. they basically just have like a short haircut and a mask on. So you're not focusing on what they look like, but what they're wearing. So the color of their shirt, the type, it could be the type of shirt that they have on. So whether it's striped, whether they have a tie on, whether they have a bow tie on, whether they have a necklace on that looks like a set of keys, whether they have a scarf on, and then what type of animal they're holding. Did I already talk about what color shirts? No, you have not. Oh, I'm sorry. What color shirt they have on too. So it could be purple, it could be yellow, it could be red, it can be green, it can be blue. Also, then they're holding an animal. So this gentleman could be holding a goose. He could be holding a dog. He could be sitting with a rat on his shoulder, a parrot on his shoulder. He could be holding a cat or having a cat on his shoulder. So those are the characteristics that you're looking for on the card that you're trying to memorize in the game to help your memory. Yeah. See, memorize, memory. Yeah. And and they got they have it set up like you're like you are a someone trying to pick somebody out of a light up. So that's kind of the nondescript descript theme of the game, even though it doesn't really matter. You're just those things that Tracy was talking about is basically what you're trying to guess. Yep. And then what you're doing, depending on the number of players... And the difficulty, too. Yes. So, like, just before we were reviewing this again, or not reviewing it again, but just before we were reviewing this, Kurt and I played this game again. So, basically, um, before the review, we wanted to play this again. We played one of the levels of difficulty. So, in one of the levels of difficulty, which this one happens to be the rookie difficulty level... In the game, there are six cards, and they all have numbers on them. They're labeled one through six. And depending on what difficulty level you want to play, they give you a pattern that you label the, uh, that you lay the cards out as. So how we laid them out is we stacked um, one, two, three in the bottom row, and then four, five, six right above them. So it was two rows of a total of those, how would you say that? So we created basically a rectangle. Yeah. Well, basically what you're actually doing is you're creating three columns, basically, because they're going downwards. So yeah. like one and four, if you, you have these dice that yeah. you roll. So if you roll the one or four, you're guessing what's in the one or four spot. If you roll the two or five, you're guessing what's in the two or five spot. If you roll a three, you're guessing what's in the three or six spot. Yep. So as Kurt was talking about rolling... The game comes with two dice. One of the dice has um, numbers one through six, and the other one has an indicator on it that talks about if you land on this one, it has a dot, and you have to basically say what color the guy face down has, what color his shirt is. Mm -hmm. And if you roll the die with the picture of the shirt on it, you have to tell, does he have a bow tie? Does he have that necklace? Does he have a scarf? a tie, or is he wearing the striped shirt? If you roll the the side of the die with the picture of a goose on it or an animal, you have to say what kind of animal he's holding mm-hmm. or what kind of animal is in the picture with him. Yep. So you roll them every time, and basically what you do is you say it, and then you look at the card, but you only look at the card because the other person 
has a chance to also guess if you get it wrong. If you get it right, you keep that card and then all of you look at the next card and then you lay it down. Look at the next card, memorize it, lay it down. But you don't look at the cards that are face down. You have to remember what is there. So it's kind of like a mix of memory, a lineup. It becomes a hot mess after a while because I think that all of a sudden you're like, which guy's holding the goose? What guy had that scarf on and what color are they wearing? If you're lucky, you'll roll the dice for the card that you just flipped down and then you can keep collecting those. But you just basically take turns going back and forth and trying to remember until you make it through the full stack of the characters in the piles. And then um, you count up to see who, well, actually, let me take a step back. Then once you've depleted one of the guys in the lineup, so let's say um, if you're playing the rookie variant and you've, um, you don't have any more cards to replace the last guy that you took, so the column with the two and the five in it is gone, somebody rolls a two or a five, then the game is over. Mm-hmm. And then what you would do is you would count up to see how many of the, the guys that you would guess right versus the other players. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, one of the things, too, like you talked about, like, you're, you'd are you be lucky enough if you rolled the number of the card that you just looked at face down, but sometimes you get into a pattern where maybe you roll that same one each time and you're like, I got those, but then once you get to another area, you're like, crap. Yeah. I, I, that one I haven't seen in so long. It's like, do I have the a good enough memory to mem- you remember what the heck that was even. Or I remember that person was holding a goose, but that's not what I rolled on the dice. It was the color of their shirt. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. You know, you get, you totally forget. So it works on your muscle memory, I think, mm-hmm. to be able to remember what the people have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's, It's very interesting. It is. And it, it's got ways to, you know do it even harder so like if you want to do it even harder then you add another card to the row and then you know maybe stack another couple of cards on top or you can you know lay them all out which we've played yeah and you have to memorize all six spots which is can be really ridiculous which when we played it that way we did all six in a row and so you had to learn all six and we played that one with logan and then how i was trying to remember them was to to do it kind of like in a rhythm to try to, it became like a song as we were playing. So I'd be like, how can I make this like some sort of rhythm or some something to help remember who this guy is? So I'd be like, okay, he is, has a red shirt. He has a scarf. He has a parrot. So I'd be like, okay, here's the card that we're going to flip over. So I'd, to myself, I'd be like, red scarf parrot. Red scarf, prepare it. And then all of a sudden, Logan would start singing in. And so then together, we'd be like, da, 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 da. And then we'd have this like music, and Kurt would be like. So we, we were playing this game, and our friend came over, and he was like, I'm never going to play. I'm never going to play that game. He thought he had to sing <laughs> to, play, <laughs> to play the game because we were like, we literally were like singing and like, Trying so we could try to remember which one played where because oh this guy had a purple necklace goose so then we'd be like purple necklace goose purple necklace goose and he's like I'm not playing that yeah, yeah so 
but you'll find ways to try to remember things. And I picked right up back up on that again as we were mm-hmm. playing this before yeah, our review. Did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I, at first I kind of rolled my eyes at you doing it, but then, you know, as you guys were doing it, like it was, it was a good thing to have because you just, you would remember that like, it's kind you know, it's like, it's like when, you know, when you, they do it on like little, like kids videos and stuff like that. They'd be like, this is how you remember your ABCs, you know, like just like you did when you were a kid, ABC. Being, yeah, being repetitive. Yeah, exactly. It's just get sometimes getting yourself in a rhythm kind of jogs your memory on things. You yeah, know? you know it's cool because this game is actually scientists recommended, so they actually had you know some scientists trying it out and seeing you know what this could help with, and even says in the instructions, and I'm not going to read it verbatim, but it's like it, you know it helps you work. It helps you work on your fluid intelligence, your working memory, and your episodic memory. And, you know, it, it kind of it has a little thing that shows a little little thing of what you'd be working in your brain and why it's like that, you know. And, you know, they have a couple other games too, The Brilliant Boar and The Wise Whale. And it's, it's cool because it, like, it, it's one of those games where it's like, I feel like anybody could play this, you know. And it's fun, and it's almost something I think that you could put in a classroom. You know, I feel like it's, oh yeah, it's definitely one of those. It's like, okay, well now, you know, you guys have done so much good work in this. Now let's play a game, and now everyone's like, oh, play a game, you know. And like, even though they're learning things, like it wouldn't, you know, for a lot of people, it would maybe it wouldn't feel like they're learning something. You know, just it's just a fun game, like and working their brains. Yeah, exactly. But if you spin that. You could have it in nursing homes Mm -hmm. or in assisted living facilities or memory care to some extent. Things like that where you have people who just need to continue to stay on top of things Mm -hmm. and to play that. Or at a library, I think there's some library areas that would have that too. So that's cool too, I think. Yeah, and the, and for what you get for this game that could really help out for people, you know, like people like me that want to, you know, help me jog my brain. Like this is, this game is really inexpensive. It's like the cost of an exit game. It's normally around like like fifteen bucks, but like on Amazon right now, it's like eight twenty five, which is really inexpensive for something that can help. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, and it's funny too because like like I've talked in some of the other games that we've reviewed, like. You know, unfortunately, like, you know, unless I see this in a store, I would have, I wouldn't have really, I don't know if I would have known this would have existed. You know? I was going to say I'd never heard of it when you said, hey, they're sending us this game. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So then, you know, it's a great thing for me because then I decided to do this little experiment where I tried to play it as many days as I could remember, just consecutive days, just to see if it actually has helped my memory. And I feel like it has. It's not going to, like, change the world for me right away, but... Like, I, I, I feel like some of my short-term memory stuff, it actually has worked. And I feel like the more I play this, the better off I will be because of it. You know, and the fact that I, this is something that exists, it's awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to actually try the other ones just to see what other what other ways that it is working to help me, you know, it's going to help my memory get better, you know. Because I know that... Obviously, these games are going to be similar into helping jog the memory, but you know, in in still in that aspect, I know they're going to be. It's going to be different in how it approaches it. So I'm really excited to see. Like, I I want to try the other ones just to see how how they would shape out. Yeah, I'm curious to know whether or not they're 
this totally along the same lines or they just throw different characters in them or how oh, that works exactly yeah because yeah. you said there's one with a whale or yep, something there, yep there's the the wise whale and the brilliant boar so so yeah. they like decorated boars and decorated whales like i don't know yeah maybe but I... what's weird is this one's called the astute goose yeah and it's not all about geese no, exactly. So, I don't know. But they're designed by different people, too, aren't they? Yes, they are. It's funny because I, I almost thought that, you know, when I when I looked at it, I almost thought, well, you know, maybe it's, um, maybe all of these are designed by Reiner Knizia, but they're not. Each one is designed differently by a different So, it probably just, they all probably just have a little bit of a different spin on them. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool to see that Reiner Knizia is doing something other than just your... It's kind of weird to say this, like your regular board game. Like this is this is kind of a different thing altogether. I feel like, yep. so it's cool to see him going in that direction. So yeah. So what do we think about this game? Let's let's rate it on our MFG Cast rating scale. So we've got the best one, which is our collection keeper, something we keep in our collection and play it a lot of the times and often. Uh, we have a fair player. It's going to get a fair amount of play, but it's not going to get an every time kind of play. We've got our Overlooked, where it's going to be one of those that maybe we'll play every once in a while, but we'd rather play other games. And then there's an unfortunate pass where we just don't really care for it. So with that being said and those ratings being explained, what would you rate this game? Um, For me personally, just because, again, I've talked about the fact that I feel like this is one that would work well for me. I think it's going to be a fair player. I don't think it's going to be a collection keeper, like I'm going to want to play it every single day, but I also, I do think this is going to get a lot of fair play from me personally, because I think that I need it, and I feel like it will help me a lot in the long run, you know? And it's funny, because it, I will not say that I'm the best at this still, you know? And to tell you the truth, the more I play it, I... I, it might help my memory, but I still not may not be very good at this game, but I do like playing it. Well, but it has you thinking. Exactly. Like, in different parts, I think, of your brain than other board games. Yeah. And it, it might be even one of those games, too, that it'd be a fun game to play this before maybe playing a chunky game. Because, like, this will kind of help get my brain flow going, you know, and, like, get me to play, like, something that's a little more involved, yeah. you know? Or maybe this is something that I'll play, like... You know what? I have a couple of minutes to myself. You know what? I'll do this. You know, kind of pass the time and help myself in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think. What about you? Um, I would read it as, well, I struggle with picking which one I wanted to say, but I guess I would pick Overlooked. And the reason why I would pick Overlooked is because however much I like the game, and I do like it, and I like these kinds of games... Because it's a memory-ish type game. I think we just have so many games that for me I feel like it will get lost a little bit in our um, plethora of games. I think if we try to keep it to the forefront and use it as a filler game or like a starter game like you were talking about, there's potential for it to be a fair player for me. But I don't know that I would seek it out as a solo play for myself. But I don't feel like I have as much of a issue with remembering things because I remember ridiculous, stupid things <laughs> all the time. So 
I guess I'd say overlooked, not because it isn't a good game. It's just because we have so many games. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I think it just depends upon situations, I think. Yeah. Like we've kind of talked about just recently or whatever or in this review, like I feel like if you feel like somebody needs this game and could use this game, like I think this is a perfect gift for somebody. doesn't matter how old you are. You know, like you said, nursing homes, young kids. Well, and know. and as we were talking, I could I could see if I knew that they would spend the time to do it, I could see getting this for my parents. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like <laughs> oftentimes I answer the same questions for them. I think they they could help with a little bit more of a memory builder. Yeah, memory jog. Yeah. yeah. And I, and that, I mean, I don't think that they wouldn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that, you know, one of the things that this game actually does well, too, that a lot of people kind of forget to do in everyday life, including me, is that concentrating on one thing. Sometimes when you're an adult, or actually anybody, to tell you the truth, is hard. Just remembering anything like this, no matter how old you are, is hard because there's a lot of times there's so many things going on in your life. You know, a lot, a lot of times when I'm at work, I'm thinking about, oh, I have to, I right, gotta remember that we have to do this interview for the podcast, or we gotta do something at our house, or we gotta go somewhere for Lo- with Logan. You know, it's just there's just so many things sometimes that just gets into your head. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate on one thing, and I feel like this is this is a thing that does well too. It's like okay, make sure you concentrate on this and nothing else you know i feel like this is a good game to play without any music any distractions just concentrate on what you're playing there and it helps well you have to because otherwise i think that you wouldn't be successful yeah in it because like you just have to you just have to concentrate on it yeah for sure exactly so if you if you know anybody that could benefit from this game definitely get it for them grab it for yourself if you feel like it's something for you yeah, and thanks to Thames and Cosmos for letting us have a review copy so we could actually take a look at this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if this is something that you're interested in and you want to know more about it, why don't you let us know at MFGKS on Twitter. Um, join our Facebook page and let us know. We'd like, love to talk to you about it if you're more if you're interested and have any other questions about it. So thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFGCast. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.